Welcome to the Missing Chapter Podcast, where you will hear some of the least known, obscure, and entertaining stories the history textbooks left out. Starring Phil Horander and Phil Schaff. Have you ever wondered what life would be like if the Allies never won World War II? What about if President John F. Kennedy was never assassinated? In this podcast, we will discuss one of the most interesting philosophical questions in history. Is it a person or an event that makes what we learn in the textbooks so important? Find out today on this episode of The Missing Chapter. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Missing Chapter podcast. I'm Phil Hornder here with Phil Schaff. We are sitting down to a very nice cup of coffee, chocolate amaretto, uh, courtesy of the Utica Coffee Roasting Company. And we have a very special guest with us today, Sarah Paradiso, who did some uh, field work with us. She's going to be a sophomore next year at Cuca College. And uh, we're very excited to have you in, Sarah. You're uh, an avid listener of the show. You're here to contribute and, and share a story. Welcome. Yes. Thank you so much. I'm really honored to be here. Um, so today I thought it'd be really interesting to bring in an old debate I learned from my history professor uh, my first semester as a freshman. And he brought up the question as to whether or not history is an event or a person. Hmm. So I looked up the definition of history. Why not? And it says history is the study of past events, particularly in human affairs. So the definition isn't really clear either, because yeah, even though big. it states, you know, events, it mentions human affairs. So it's like, which one, which one has the most weight? And I remember you, you mentioning this to us when you were with us, uh, gosh, what was that, January, mm -hmm. January, February? Um, and it was, it was funny because we had a group of kids in here at the time and you asked that question like, oh man. So we ended up sparking up a little bit of a debate. We never really came up with an answer. So I'm curious to see what you have for us. And I'm curious as to whether or not, after you outline your story and your talk, will you give us your opinion on whether or not it's a person or event? Oh, of course I will. Okay. What kind of debate right. would it be I, if I didn't interject right. my own personal opinion? Um, well, first of all, when I heard about this debate, I kind of thought of the question, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Because there really is no definite answer, depending mm -hmm. on who you ask. And it's not going to be a be all end all answer in the end. Um, so like if you think about monumental events that we learn in history class, and then who we associate them with, uh, like think of Adolf Hitler, if he never came to power, would there have been another person with similar ideologies who eventually comes along and causes an event like the Holocaust? Or would it never have happened if Adolf Hitler didn't exist? You know? It's one of those things where it's a catch-22 because the Holocaust could have possibly happened with time with another leader, but Adolf Hitler was the one that really brought it into what it was. Right. And this question's come up with our students before. And the one thing that we have to point out here is that we defeated Hitler. Mm -hmm. And if somebody else had come along, if Hitler had been assassinated, you know, Phil and I have done episodes centering around that premise. If Hitler had been assassinated after he became chancellor, but prior to World War II, all right, well, we, we kind of assume history will be different for the positive, but maybe not. Maybe somebody comes to power who's, who's even worse than Adolf Hitler, mm -hmm. and we're not able to defeat him. Yeah, and we know some of his, his uh, cohorts underneath him, right, mm -hmm. arguably were the ones that were feeding him some of these crazy uh, lines, you know, of course. And, and a lot of people said that there were some, some of his cohorts that were actually worse than he was mentally. Mm -hmm. So right. you're right. So we, we really don't have an idea. Plus, there were so many events leading up to Hitler's rise in power that gave him the opportunity to be in power. Mm -hmm. But I love this whole idea behind what you're talking about today, because this is really 
one of many things that makes history so enjoyable right. is that debate, you know, element and that speculation. And, you know, it's, it's fun. And at the same time, you really get into some really important, you know, uh, information are able to, to really delve into some good discussion. So, yeah, I mean, history is a story in itself, you know, and we know it's written by the winners. So, mm-hmm. of course, you know, the textbooks are only going to tell you one side, hence why this podcast is so popular, because we're getting into everything, you know, under the surface. Um, and I feel like it's really important to mention that literature has actually partnered with history a lot. You see a lot of utopian books about well, what, what would have happened if Hitler won. And we are now living in a society where Hitler's principles are still a thing, mm-hmm. um, you know, or other utopian societies where it's talking about like if a civil war never broke out or if, you know, the civil war broke out and something happened and now, you know, the universe is no longer the same. And it takes a little bit of fantasy and imagination, but that's what you have to bring with you when you sit down and listen to a history lecture or something like that to get the most out of it. Absolutely. All right, Sarah, as you're, as you're talking about this, uh, something that kind of, I don't know, came up in my mind was, was assassinations, how, how world, how the world would be different. I mean, we've had, we've had discussions of, of talking about uh, the different assassinated assassination attempts on Hitler, of course, but also certain figures like a Fidel Castro, um, which I think we are actually going to do an episode coming up about some of the ways that we were trying to, to get him out of office. But what were some of the things that maybe you would come, come across thinking about, you know, what happened, what would happen if certain assassination attempts had actually been successful and what assassinations, maybe if they weren't successful, how that would have changed the course of history? Yeah. So I really enjoy studying assassinations um, just because of all that goes into it. You have to think strategically about, you know, who killed who and how did that plan eventually unfold? So for example, taking John F. Kennedy um, with Lee Harvey Oswald, he had to plan out where he was going to shoot, what window, what floor, what had the best trajectory. And I actually read this huge novel on the assassination of JFK. It was like a minute by minute account. I'm not even kidding you. It was like 700 pages, but it was a really easy read because it was so engaging. It walked you through Oswald's um, trajectory of you know mindset. He visited the area where he was going to be shooting multiple times. The routes were posted, which made it easier for him. Um, but I like to think about what happens if he missed um, and what happened if he didn't get out of that window soon enough because he only had a few seconds to, you know, shoot in that window. Otherwise he would have missed. Um, So I actually took the time to compare the death of Franz Ferdinand, who Hmm. eventually sparked World War One and John F. Kennedy. Um, I believe history repeats itself. And I feel like the repetition is a lack of knowledge and understanding rather than just random events reoccurring. Um, Because both in Franz Ferdinand's case and JFK's both, Obviously, they're dead. But to begin with, both of their roots were posted and had publicity following them before the actual event. And had that not happened, you know, the assassination may have been a little bit harder to pull off because it would have been a spur of the moment. Oh, there they are. And then you have to react instead of, you know, strategic planning going into it. And I think that's part of the thesis we use for our kids, too, is that if one of the reasons why we study history, uh, we even remind them, hey, the second day of school, how did you know how to get to our room? How do, how do our, how'd you get to our classroom? Because well, you remembered how you got there yesterday day one of school, we have our freshmen coming up in the middle school. They don't know how to get to our classroom because they've never been here. But the second day, you now know how to get here because history's taught you how to get back to the same spot. So if we study our history, we can kind of anticipate certain things happening. So I think your argument is is valid because if maybe maybe some of our Secret Service members have, have thought about, hey, you know what, if we can look back and, and see what happened when we posted the exact route where Franz Ferdinand was going to go through, it basically gave... Uh, an opportunity for the black hand to just line themselves up along the, mm-hmm. the streets exactly where he was going to be. 
So that's that's a very interesting concept. I think it's it's very valid. And if you know if you're a big believer in faith, that this mm-hmm. event is going to happen regardless. There's so many so many details that go into this. I remember thinking, you know, with the JFK assassination, one of the crucial elements to his assassination was the fact that, you know, through his days in the military, he'd, you know, accrued some really bad back injuries. I mean, that mm-hmm. that's chronicled pretty well throughout history is that he suffered from back pains. And because of that, he was wearing a, a back brace that day in Dallas. And because of that, the first shot that Oswald hit him with, you know, a, an ordinary person who who's, isn't wearing a back brace, it would have thrown him to the floor of the, mm-hmm. of the car and there wouldn't have been a second shot. And therefore, he probably would have survived by most accounts. But because of the back brace, that's what kept him upright for Oswald to get a second shot, which is ultimately what killed him. So it's like there's all the 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 elements of what happens that day with the people involved, but all the details that are years in the making. Without the back mm-hmm. injury, there's no back brace. Without the back brace, there's no second shot. It's almost a butterfly effect. Mm-hmm. And, you know, history has made up its mind. This is going to happen, yeah, whether you true. like it or not. And it's, you know, we did an entire episode, Phil, on the assassination of the Archduke. Right. And again, you look at, you know, the the second chance opportunity that Princip had because of the wrong turn. Mm-hmm. History was going to happen. And as a result, you have World War One. Without World War One, would you have had World War Two? It's debatable. Without World War Two, would you have had the Cold War? It's debatable. But that one event in history. Yep, exactly right. And I feel like going off of fate, this is a really interesting detail. Like I said, I put a lot of like studying into this. Both cars in the assassination of Franz Ferdinand and JFK had issues, some sort of issues with them or debates surrounding them. So like I know in your podcast with Franz Ferdinand, you had mentioned that the car was not 100% fully operational. Like it, it had a it had a mishap. Um, but with JFK, it so the car had the roof taken off. They were debating all throughout, up until the point that the motorcade left, actually, whether or not to put the roof on because it was supposed to rain. And then it was ultimately um, one of the Secret Service members' decision because they said, well, we were told to keep it off, so we're keeping it off. But up until that point, they were going back and forth as to whether or not they would have put the roof on. And had that roof been put on, Oswald would not have had the shot that he had to get the trajectory to be such an important shot to you know JFK and I thought that was really interesting because how would you have known top on top off or how would you have known the car was going to malfunction if you didn't drive it kind of thing right and a lot of things back then of course were, were based around optics just like polit- politics is right now but we the security aspect was never really considered until after that event obviously where now it's you're never going to see a president in an open top vehicle again mm-hmm. but it was one of those things where you you, you know you might even see I, I picture like um, mayors or so forth going down a street in a convertible and sitting on the back, uh, the back seat, but on the uh, almost on the trunk. And it's interesting because as a car guy, I'm thinking immediately, you know, there's a big difference between a soft top convertible and a hard top because mm-hmm. a hard top, it takes some time to, you know, put it back on and so forth. So that's one of those things where it could be, it could have been time management. Hey, we don't have time to put it back on. It could have been all these different factors, but regardless the decision was made to keep it off and obviously we know the the outcome right and the speed of the motorcade played a huge role too i mean they were downtown they had to take turns and they went slower speeds than than even admittedly themselves they said we shouldn't be going this slow it's dangerous yep. you know if somebody is going to try and make some sort of an assassination attempt but they did it anyway mm-hmm. it's like they overlooked and kind of hoped for the best yeah that's true yeah um 
Another really important comparison, I think, is the fact that there was some eerie foreshadowing going on of the assassination in both cases. So with Kennedy, he brought up the fear of being assassinated in 1963, um, shortly before it actually happened. And similarly, Ferdinand shot a deer and the people around him told him, hey, this is really bad luck. Like, you shouldn't have done that. And then on his way to Sarajevo, he was like, mm, I don't feel really safe. And it was just that kind of eerie feeling that they should have listened to their gut and they should have gone through that extra procedure, like with both assassins. They didn't think, oh, they would have never done this. Like nobody would have pinpointed, you know, Lee Harvey Oswald as an assassination guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just one of those protocols that they really, really should have taken. But um, Kennedy also seemed to have a death wish, very similar to the mindset of Lincoln. Um Anybody who's willing to exchange their life for mine can do so is basically what his philosophy was. And I find that really interesting because as a president, you know, they have to put on like I'm the commander in chief. I'm willing to risk my life. You know, it may be in a motorcade. I guess so. But I just find that really interesting that he was very like, I'm not going to say happy go lucky, but he was very kind of okay and at peace with the fact that he would if he did die the assassination, he would be you know remembered as somebody who went down with pride with you know, peace and all that in mind. And some sort of nobility as well. I'm sure that was in consideration. Yeah. And it makes me think if we go back to your original premise or your original concept here, would, well, how would history have been different if that day in Dallas had never happened? Mm -hmm. Um, Are you familiar with the Stephen King book, 112263? No, but I've heard it's Okay. Because it it goes perfectly. And I'm wondering if any of our listeners are are, are thinking the same thing. And I want to, I'm not sure if it's on Netflix or if it's on Amazon Prime, but the premise behind that is that a time traveler tries to go back to keep the assassination of JFK from happening. So a friend of his never goes to Vietnam. Mm. So if we think, okay, JFK survives, how will the civil rights movement be different? How will Vietnam and the cold war as a whole be different? I mean, you think about all the important events of the cold war that were during the Kennedy um, presidency, which was only a few years, you know, but the space race and things like that. But that novella that, that Stephen King did really, it, it kind of captures a lot of what we're talking about today. And it's interesting. Like we said, to go back and debate, would it have been different? And then we go into LBJ and some of the decisions he right. made mm-hmm. and, and those those transitioning effects into um, the latter portion of the of the 20th century. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all, like you said, the butterfly effect that kind of almost messes with your mind a little bit yeah. the deeper mm-hmm. we get into this. And there's you know? no right or wrong answer. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just... Um, you know, it snowballs to the point where you can kind of you go a little overboard. But certainly, you know, I, I point right to civil rights in Vietnam yeah. with JFK. And and going back to what you were saying is history, an event or a person. It's almost like we're, we're talking about these simultaneously. So it's it's like both and, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's you could see the event itself was historic. Mm-hmm. But without the person, would it have been historic? But with the person, it's so historic because it's it's the ripple effect and how, however it's changed events. So the one person mm-hmm. has changed events. The event has changed people. Right. So it's like a both and scenario. Yeah. Um, and then one last thing I wanted to touch on was, I'm sure you guys have heard of the curse of Tippecanoe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, well, if you haven't heard of it, the listeners have, sure have. have. This states that a president elected in a zero year will not live to see life out of office. And mm-hmm. there's been a trend that is actually, you know, you can look it up and there's actually been a few cases where this has been correct, actually a majority of the cases where this has been correct. And I feel like this is another precedent where going off with the butterfly effect, it kind of sets the ground for, okay, if I get elected in a zero year, I'm automatically going to be a little nervous. You know, like I've seen the past, I don't think I would have been 100% confident either, but it's right. it's funny when you look at that and then you see when the assassination happened and like 
how the president was close to their, you know, end of term or if they weren't. And it's like all of that timing and placement was kind of interesting to me, at least, to study who did what, when and why. Um, and I think that's a really important thing to look at. Um, so, yeah, going back to the whole person or event thing, my input is that I feel it's more a person because although the events are important, um, unfortunately, we do see a lot of people who pass away, you know, every day. I don't remember the exact statistic, but it's a lot. Um, but what makes it super important to the world on a world scale is the fact that the person was vital to the survival of our country hmm. and losing that person in a split second caused all of these other events to unfold. Um, so that's, that's my take on it. I'm wondering what you guys think. Yeah. Maybe we'll discuss this after the break. Perfect. Over the last two seasons, we've enjoyed bringing unknown stories from history to you every weekend. Now it's your turn to bring a story to us. Every town in every corner of the world has a story, and its history is our history. Tell us the story about your hometown and what makes it special or unique. We're calling it Hometown History. Who or what is your town known for? Tell us your hometown story either in an email or a voice message from our Facebook page. Phil and I will choose one hometown's history to research and profile in a full episode of Season 3 of The Missing Chapter. And we'll contact you to be a part of it. Every hometown has a story. The next chapter we add to the history textbooks could be yours. Okay, welcome back from the break. I think the only thing, Sarah, Phil, left to do is just Let's discuss where we stand then on the original question, which was, is it the history that we study or is it the person who is incorporated into that history and finds themselves uh, as a major part of that major role player? Okay. So I'll, I'll go first here. Okay. I'm going to say it's the event. I'm going to say it's the event. We study the event, but it's the role players who are ultimately caught up in that event that, how do I want to word this? Make or break it so to speak. But we study the event. Um, you know, would John F. Kennedy have been as important if he was born in the 1800s or, you know, 2020? It's debatable. You know, and I think it's that person was born into the time period. We study the time period. And as a result, we study what the countries are doing and what their, you know, respective leaders are doing. But I think ultimately, it's the event that creates the man or woman. So we must study that first. Wow. That That's was very profound. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's the coffee. Mic drop. <laughs> uh, do you want me to go next, Sarah? Do sure, you, go you for want, it. Okay. So I'll go a little philosophical too, because I, I can see both sides and I don't want to be the diplomatic one that says both and, uh, but I, I will tell you that I think every, every generation thinks their generation is the best. Mm -hmm. And C.S. Lewis, a very popular uh, author would say that's considered, um, what, what does he call it? historical snobbery, I think is what he refers to. Okay. And which means it's like, Hey, I, I know my generation's the best. Um, and look at those people back then. Mm -hmm. I think for a JFK specifically, cause you brought him up and that's what the, the majority of the episode was, we were talking about. I think for him, he was in that time period for a specific purpose for his generation to make, to make moves. Mm -hmm. Um, so we can look at any person in history and say, uh, they are purposely put there to change that generation. 
Now, if you take the event out of the person, do you have the person? Right. Mm. So I think I'm leaning towards it's the event. Right. But I agree with yeah. that. But I think you bring up a good point. That's what I wrestled with. It's like, it's almost fate. Like, mm -hmm. you know, history in a way is predetermined. Like you're going to have Nelson Mandela born into the scenario that was apartheid in South Africa. Right. For mm -hmm. the reason of being the catalyst to bring apartheid to an end. Right. So it's like, you know, we, we can't, you know, it's foreshadowing, but you can't foreshadow that certain people who might not be known yet play such a vital role in those time periods. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In our government classes, we talk about politics an awful lot. Right. And, and some of the political climate as of late, a lot of our students would say, you know, well, what was it like when, when you were in high school? What was it like you know, growing up? Was there so much emphasis, emphasis on politics because it's everywhere now? And I think one of the things is, you know, we so many times because of that historical snobbery, mm -hmm. we want to go back to the way it was. But the problem is, according to history, is you can't go back because you don't have the people that were built for the events and you don't have the events that built the people. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's no way for us to go back to the way it was because it's not only physically impossible, mm -hmm. but it's it's um, historically impossible because we don't want, I mean, obviously we wanted to redo what we've done well in the past. That's why we right. study history. That's we want to we avoid study. the things mm -hmm. that, we, that we've done awful. Right. Um, and history tells us that. But I think when you take the event out of that historic person, mm -hmm. You don't have the person. Right. All right. So, Sarah, we gave you a lot to think about. I'm curious to hear what you think. Yeah. So, I think you guys brought up a lot of good points. And like I mentioned earlier, I'm still sticking with the thought of a person. And it's not because I want to be the outlier here. <laughs> but I am speaking up for all of those listeners out there who agree with me. You're not alone. Um, I think the person really does make the event because, yes, the time period around them is important. But I feel like the person steps into their role. If we're talking mm -hmm. about fate for a minute. I'm going to bring in one of my favorite movie series of all time, Star Wars. And Anakin Skywalker was supposed to be this kid that was going to save the world. He was going to be the best Jedi. And then he turns out to take this really wrong turn somewhere. And nobody knows like why he did that or how he was able to become one of the greatest villains of all time. But his fate that the time period had let out for him did not play out because of his own personality and his own personal vendettas. And I feel like that's why the person has to be stronger than the event because if you study just the event you don't look at the characteristics of that person that made into all the decisions they made that makes sense that makes a lot of sense and i i also think that there's an, another saying that keeps on popping in my head that that a person is made for the time but the time was made for the person mm -hmm. so at the same time i'm thinking of of a jfk or an abraham lincoln like those people and a lot of times i know a lot of things that that presidents specifically we're talking presidents right now but are are reactive and some of the things they've done obviously is proactive trying to anticipate certain events from happening mm -hmm. preventing things from happening right but the thing i go back to is okay so if if um the most historic event on the face of the planet has got to be the resurrection of jesus right we're changing mm -hmm. calendars it's the the biggest uh event known to man and it's the, the largest religion so why did it take him 33 years to train almost to get ready for his death and resurrection, which was going to change the course of history. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm thinking to myself, you know, why, why couldn't it have happened when he was 15? Why, why didn't it happen mm -hmm. when he was 25? Why was it when he was like 33 years old? 
And I think the, the, the part of it is he might've had, you know, what was in him already, but it was everyone else that had to kind of catch up to where he was. Mm-hmm. So would you have a World War One without a guerrilla princess assassinating the Archduke? Right. And, and as I'm listening to both of you guys, I'm thinking to myself, like, as I was thinking about this, it's almost like a, a timeline for me that goes along and people get dropped into. Mm-hmm. But and Phil, what you just said, would you have had the Cold War without Stalin? Stalin initiated the Cold War through his actions. So I'm even second guessing my opinion. I think it's more the time period, but the time periods just aren't some thing in in space and time that happens regardless. They're initiated. Mm -hmm. They come to an end as a result of human actions. So I can certainly see it both ways. And again, I think that kind of goes back to what we said throughout this podcast and that that's the great thing about history. It's not black and white. And it's something that, you know, something that happened so long ago, you can still debate. Agreed. Which is great. And this is why we we're so excited to have you in with us, Sarah. And, and I think people are going to enjoy this and and maybe it, it'll create some discussion, you know, wherever they are listening to the missing chapter. At That's the very the least. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you, Sarah. This is awesome. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, I'm Phil Schaff. I'm Phil Horander. And I'm Sarah Paradiso. And with that, another chapter has been added to the history textbooks.